Welcome to the Tongues Out Hockey Show. Uh, this is episode number two. The date is June the 2nd, 2018, and game three of the Stanley Cup Finals begins tonight. Um, not the ideal time to record a podcast, I, you know, at least in my opinion, before a game. But, uh, you know, when you become a parent and uh, your kid has a little bit of trouble napping, you know, you kind of got to uh, take your chances and record whenever you can. So... We're going to start things off <laughs> talking about Game 1, which uh, went down a couple days ago, but uh, first Stanley Cup Final game ever in Las Vegas, and did it disappoint? I don't think so. There was 10 goals in the game. Vegas won by by score of 6-4, to four, you know, narrowly defeating the Caps. Uh, what should be noted is that there was four lead changes in the game. That's the most in Stanley Cup Final history. Um Honestly, I was I wasn't able to uh, catch the entire game, but uh, takeaways from the game were, uh, I mean, I gotta say, the guy that stood out to me was Shea Theodore. I mean, you know, of course, I'm starting with a D-man. I'm a defenseman myself, but Theodore um, is looking like he's coming into his own. And Vegas, I mean, you know, couldn't pick a he couldn't pick a better time to do it for his uh, Golden Knights teammates, but uh, had an unbelievable pass. To uh, Thomas Nosek for the the game-winning goal in the third period, and I mean, talking about Thomas Nosek too, he had two goals and uh, his line with uh, Ryan Reeves and Pierre Edward Belmar. I mean, you know what more can be said about uh, this trio? I mean, unreal, man. These guys, uh, you know, when you can get contributions like this from your fourth line in an important game like this, this time of year, I mean, this could be the difference between uh, winning and losing a Stanley Cup. So. Uh, Big props to that line. Um, Washington looked good themselves. Uh, TJ Oshie with uh, with the goal himself. And again, Kuznetsov, you know, picking right up where he left off as the overall playoff scoring leader. Um, you know, the Caps, you know, they gave it their, they gave it their all, but uh, they'll come back in game two. I mean, I mean, they did come back in game two. We'll touch on that in the next segment. But, uh, yeah, what a game. This was, uh, you know, perfect for... Perfect for anybody that's that's new to hockey. I mean, Vegas is obviously a brand new market, but uh, what a way to promote the game in a new market. Um, you know, <laughs> the goalies probably weren't too happy with their performances. Neither were the coaches, but uh, overall, an amazing game. Game two picked up right where game one left off. Um, I think uh, Jura Gallant uh, expected game two to be a little bit tighter. I think he went on record saying that. And uh, pretty obvious that it was as uh, there weren't as many goals scored. But, um, you know, Washington escaped with the win 3-2. And uh, I don't, uh, when I say escaped, I mean literally escaped in the third period. Um, I don't think there's any other way we can start off talking about game two other than talking about what people are calling the save. Uh, Braden Holtby made, um, in my opinion, probably one of the most insane saves I've seen, at least since, um, I'm going to say, you know, the guy at the other end, Marc-Andre Fleury, stopped the Detroit Red Wings in uh, Game 6 of the 2009 Stanley Cup playoffs with a stop on Nick Lidstrom in the final uh, final uh, moments. But uh, this save, um, you know, this was a total... Uh, I think people are going to call this, a, you know, a, it would have been a lucky Vegas play. I mean, Vegas seems to have had luck on their side um, all year. But uh, the puck kind of went into the corner, took a ridiculous bounce 
bounced out to the nearest Vegas player, who I, I believe was Marcheseau, and uh, one touch pass across the ice to Alex Tuck, who uh, probably was already uh, mid-celebration in his mind before uh, Holpe stretched out with the paddle and absolutely robbed him. Um, I stood up, hands on my head. I, I couldn't, I couldn't believe the shit I just saw. Um, Braden Holpe. I mean, if if the Caps can come go on to win the cup here. Um, this save is going to be talked about. I mean, regardless if they win the cup or not, but uh, the save is going to be talked about for for years and years to come. Some other takeaways from uh, game two here: um, the Caps unfortunately lost Evgeny Kuznetsov. Uh, he was hurt by, on a hit by Braden McNabb, and uh, if you watch it, watch the replay. You know, McNabb kind of leaves his uh, leaves his feet a little bit. Um, it's it's a it's a tough one, you know. They slow these replays down. The hits look ten times worse when you slow it re- slow it down. But uh, if Kuznetsov's going to miss any uh, any time here. You know the the Caps are going to be. Uh, oh, I mean, they, how can you be happy when your leading scorer and the leading scorer of the playoffs goes down with an injury like that? Um, Brooks Orpik as well. He was uh, he got slashed in the last uh, couple minutes of the uh, of the game there uh, by Eric Halla and uh, Orpik who. Ironically, scored his first goal in two years. Um, my kind of guy. <laughs> um, he needed uh, 15 stitches in his finger to uh, close the wound, but uh, he's going to play. Brooks Orpik is uh, scheduled to play game three here. So uh, look for uh, things to uh, be a little bit fiery as they start uh, in game three. We can uh, we can jump to game three or we can uh, continue talking here about uh, some of the some of the hits there that I just mentioned. Uh, what player that I failed to mention, I can't believe I uh, forgot to talk about this guy, but uh, rhymes with uh, Shmom Schmilchen. Um <laughs> you guessed it, Tom Wilson um, back in, back into game one uh, he caught uh, Jonathan Marcheseau admiring his pass a little bit, I think Don Cherry kind of touched on that in uh, Coach's Corner, but uh, we all know how Cherry feels about those type of plays but um, this hit reminded me, oh man, it took me back to um, Scott Stevens absolutely running over Paul Correa back in 2003 and uh, should be noted that I am a New Jersey Devils fan so obviously I have a, you know my own opinion about that hit but uh, what I do know is that those type of hits nowadays um, are, are no good no good in this game they got no place in this game um, Marcheseau was lucky he wasn't knocked unconscious like Korea as it was a blindside hit I mean Marcheseau himself you know could probably admit that he was admiring his pass a little bit there, but uh, yeah, that was uh, an absolute bone crusher. And uh, Tom Wilson's already uh, already took out uh, Zach Ashton Reese in the uh, second round um, on the Pittsburgh Penguins. I think he dislocated the poor kid's jaw, or no, he broke the kid's jaw. Like, holy shit! Um, um, Ashton Reese never never came back. Obviously, I think he had a concussion too. But uh, you know. By now, I think everybody knows what Tom Wilson's game is all about. Um, I mean, if you're the Caps, you're not going to tell the guy to tone it down because he's obviously uh, he's been effective in, in these playoffs. He's, you know, players know when players know when a guy like this is on the ice. Like I know, uh, you know, from my own experience playing, and I'm I'm by no means a great hockey player, but uh, back when I was playing in Junior B, we'd be playing a team like. Arberg or Norway House or whatever team it was, and uh, when there's a guy who's six foot four, 
you know, running around on the ice, hitting everything that, that moves, you know. You go in the corner to get a puck and you, you hear, like, you know, I remember there was this one guy, you know, I would hear his, hear his footsteps coming, coming from behind and you better believe I, you know, I was, I was shit scared, you know, I knew I was going to get hit and luckily I never uh, was injured seriously. But uh, like I said, these guys can get in the heads of uh, the opposing players and, uh, you know, you might get rid of the puck a little bit quicker than you would normally. Um, uh, Tom Wilson, uh, we can talk about uh, Ryan Reeves. You know, he scored a goal in uh, game two there, and uh, he is uh, what I would say a lot of people would classify uh, super heavyweight in uh, the NHL. When Pittsburgh acquired him uh, last year at the draft, I believe it was uh, he was traded for a first-round pick, and a lot of people thought uh, the Penguins were crazy, but, uh, um, you know, Reeves, uh, Reeves' job was to protect guys like Sid Crosby and Evgeny Malkin and Phil Kessel. You know, I think uh, Jim Rutherford, the GM of Pittsburgh, thought uh, the Penguins had been bullied a little bit uh, um, in their playoff run last year. I mean, they still won. They still won two Stanley Cups in a row. But uh, Reeves was brought in. He did his job there. And um, Pittsburgh traded him to Vegas, and he's fit right in. And, uh, you know, he's even chipped in with a couple goals. And you better believe that the Caps don't want a guy like he's on the ice. And when he's playing the way he's playing right now, I mean, the goal that he scored the other night, I can't remember the defenseman who it was. God, I just don't remember who it was, but he smoked him from behind and then went on to went on to push off him and <laughs> score top shelf. So, uh, um, you know, when these guys are on the ice and playing their best hockey, you know, I don't want to say goons, but uh, these types of players, maybe enforcers, you know, the art isn't dead. Um, and it's very valuable this time of year. Game three starts tonight. Um, the series shifts back to Washington and, uh, you know, the caps are going to have some momentum. They've got a ton of confidence, uh, especially after Braden Holpe, uh, saved their asses there at the end of game two, they could have been coming or Vegas could have easily tied that game one in overtime. And, uh, we'd be heading back to Washington here. Um, you know, with the caps down to nothing and uh, all the pressure on them, but, uh, you know, things change a little bit, uh, um, one, one thing to note is that Evgeny Kuznetsov is a game time decision. Um, like I touched on before, uh, he was smoked by Brain McNabb in game two and, uh, wouldn't be surprised if he's got some sort of, uh, you know, issue with his head or his neck or something, you know, hopefully not a concussion and you never want to see a guy play through those type of things this type of, this, this time of year, but, uh, these players are competitors and, uh, I wouldn't be surprised if he's in the lineup, I think uh, his buddy there, uh, Ovi, um, said that he'll he'll be playing. So uh, no pressure, uh, Evgeny. Um, but uh, Ovi says you're playing. Um, another thing to touch on uh, heading into the game tonight is that uh, you know not that it matters anymore, but uh, I'll throw some stats out at you that uh, game one, the winner of game one, which was Vegas, they've won the last six cups in a row. So uh, off the top of my head. You got Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh, um, you know, Chicago like nine times. No, I'm just kidding. Chicago three times, LA twice, and uh, Boston in there as well. But, uh, you know, with the series tied 1-1, anything can happen. Um, one fun thing that I read online was that uh, I saw this question, saw it the other day, but uh, what if Vegas 
actually wins the cup this year. You know, they could win it in five, six, seven, whatever it is going to be now, but uh, they've got the opportunity to win it at home in game um, in game number five and game seven. So uh, what do you guys think would uh, if Gary Bettman, well, Gary Bettman's going to come out and present the cup and you know how markets generally react to uh, uh, our guy Gary. Um, is Vegas going to boo him? <laughs> like Vegas has zero reason to boo this guy and I kind of thought the same um about uh about Winnipeg here when we got our team back but uh, um we got a got kind of a fun story related to that uh in 2011 when the Jets were uh when the Jets were back actually you know I got a note note that uh you know 2 days ago uh it was Merry Jetsmas which is actually uh the the day the Jets came back 7 years ago so it's been 7 years since the Jets been back but uh Anyways, uh, a story from seven years ago. So uh, not long after the Jets came back, uh, me and uh, my buddy Don, shout out to Don um, and uh, Tim. What's up, boys? Um, we uh, made the trip down to Minneapolis-St. Paul for the 2011 NHL entry draft, and uh, that was a that was a time in itself. But uh, anyways, we were up there in the crowd, and uh, <laughs> this was super cool. But uh, Gary Bettman comes out with, uh, you know, to announce the – next pick or whatever and he's uh he's up there on stage with shovel day off and mark chipman and everybody in the crowd was yelling thank you gary like you know obviously the jets fans that had come down there for that but uh i'm sure the fans in minnesota probably uh didn't know what the heck kind of drugs we were on i mean for the record we were on none but uh <laughs> still a, a pretty cool memory for me uh cheering him on and he even looked up and uh gave us the wave probably uh thanking us you know for the first time ever, he wasn't booed. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> oh man, that was a that was a good one. Touching on some other news and notes. Uh, oh god, that Batman story just makes me laugh. But uh, but anyways, uh, you know, keeping uh, keeping things here in the peg. Uh, you know, one of the biggest topics of the off season is going to be uh, the restricted free agents that Winnipeg has to resign. Uh, there's going to be a ton of money on the table here. Um, Probably between 27 and maybe tw- I'm throwing that number out there, but between like 27 and 30 million bucks to resign uh, some notable uh, restricted free agents uh, like uh, Jacob Truba, Josh Morrissey, uh, our goalie Connor Hellebuck, uh, Brandon Tanev, who uh, you know had himself a pretty good playoff and uh, even notched a hat trick in the regular season, and uh, you can't forget Joel Armia. So uh, those are just some of the names. A uh, couple unrestricted free agents like uh, Toby Enstrom. Um, Sean Mathias, Matt Hendricks, guys like that. And I'm just naming these off the top of my head here. Um, but the biggest one would be Paul Stasny. Uh, I think he, I mean, you ask any fan here and, uh, they'll tell you that Paul, Paul fit in, um, wonderfully on the, the first line power play and, uh, in between, um, and then on this set on his, on the second line with Patrick Line and Nikolai Ehlers, um, yeah, it'll be tough to uh, squeeze him in with uh, guys like Truba, Morrissey, and Hellebuck. They're probably all going to, you know, I'm guessing they're all going to see contracts uh, over uh, $5 million per year, like annually. So, uh, you know, if they're able to pull it off, that's great. But uh, they also have to consider that uh, next season, guys like Patrick Laine, um, another guy, Blake Wheeler, um, these uh, these players are going to need new deals eventually, and if you've got too much money tied up right now, um, 
you know, you might be shooting yourself in the foot, uh, kind of similar to what the Chicago Blackhawks did when they gave uh, contracts to Patrick Kane, Jonathan Taves, Brent Seabrook, Duncan Keith, all those guys, you know, and um, uh, I think Chevy knows knows that situation all too well as he was the GM of Chicago when they won the, or not the GM, but he was the assistant GM uh, of Chicago when they won the Stanley Cup in 2010. And uh, they saw Dustin Bufflin and Andrew Ladd ironically go to Atlanta in the offseason because they didn't have the money to resign those players like that. So Winnipeg, um, Kevin Shoveldayoff, off the GM, is uh, probably in a pretty enviable position with uh, all the talent that uh, Winnipeg has assembled here in the last uh, couple of years. But, uh, man, are we ever going to need to pay for this stuff coming up uh, this summer, probably the next couple of summers, as uh, the Jets have established themselves as true contenders. And, uh, unfortunately, it's the... This is the price you pay for success in the National Hockey League in the salary cap world. And before we go here, uh, I, you know, I'd be remiss if we didn't talk about uh, my boy, Ilya Kovalchuk, who, uh, you know, he's he's got plans to come back to North America this year. And uh, judging by everything that I've read online and, um, you know, quotes that uh, I've seen from other people, uh, <laughs> you know, there's not a lot of people that are... Uh, you know, excited to hear from this guy again. You know, uh, I got to say personally, I'm a Devils fan. When he left the Devils into, what was that, summer 2013? I think he left like, man, it was like $77 million in like 14 years, you know, 14 years worth of money on the table to go back to Russia. Had a chance to, uh, where he thought he had his best chance to uh, prepare for the, uh, the Olympics in Sochi and won a gold medal. Now he didn't win them in 2014, but uh, as an Olympic athlete of Russia, he won the gold uh, just this past year and even won two, what the heck's that cup called in the KHL? Like the Gagarian Cup or something? Whatever, he won two of those. Good for you, Ilya. But anyways, uh, I couldn't be happier to uh, see this guy headed back to the NHL. Uh, he is an absolute game breaker. Probably one of my favorite players to watch of all time. He, uh, you know, even if he's lost a step, he is, uh, you know, he can still be a, a an, at least a top six contributor for probably the next couple of years. And uh, it's not looking like the Jets are going to have a lot of money to resign free agents, so I wouldn't expect him to come here. You know, he's kind of a rock star and probably he's going to sign somewhere like L.A., New York, you know. Well, maybe not L.A. because they kind of stink now, but, <laughs> um, you know, maybe the Rangers, uh, they're kind of rebuilding. The Islanders, maybe if they can get Tavares back, uh, which is kind of looking grim, but... Uh, with Lamorello now in as uh, team president, you never really know what uh, what can happen with that guy. I mean, everything uh, everything kind of happens behind closed doors there, and he doesn't give up much. So, uh, so yeah. Um, um, one more thing before we go, I think uh, the the draft combine's underway in Buffalo. Um, I heard uh, heard a little bit of a rumor about Phil Kessel, uh, you know, wanting out of Pittsburgh. I don't know why the hell he'd want out of there. Um, he's got it better than. You know, probably anybody riding shotgun with uh, Crosby and Malkin, but uh, in the playoffs, I mean, he didn't play. He didn't play with those guys. He he played with Derek Broussard and whoever else was on their line. And uh, you know, maybe he, you know, maybe he's a better fit somewhere else. I'm, I don't, I don't see that anywhere. As he finally has a chance to, you know, not <laughs> finally has a chance to not be the guy there. Um, he's, he's, uh, he kind of, kind of lurk in the shadows a little bit. Uh, Kessel's a hell of a player. Um, a ridiculous talent, kind of like Kovalchuk, but, 
you know, sometimes these all-stars, they kind of have a, a mind of their own. And, uh, yeah, who knows what will happen with Phil. Anyways, I just want to thank everybody for listening to episode two here. Um, an even bigger uh, thank you for everybody that tuned in to listen to episode one. Uh, kind of an overwhelming response. Uh, um, you know, I'm, I'm just doing this in my, in my spare time. I love to talk hockey. Uh, like I said at the end of episode one, um, if there's any of you guys out there that'd like to join me for a show or, uh, you know, would like to be grilled in an interview by me, <laughs> I say grilled, but, uh, but uh, we all know that's not going to happen. We'll have some fun here, but uh, thanks everybody for uh, listening once again. Uh, this is the Tongues Out Hockey Show, and I just want to say to everybody, enjoy game three tonight, and uh, whoever comes out with the win tonight, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go out on a limb and say it's going to be Washington. They've got all the momentum, and I uh, wouldn't be surprised to see them... Uh, you know, with a 2-1 series lead uh, at the beginning of Game 4. So, thanks everybody, and uh, remember to shoot the hockey. <laughs>